Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with another episode in the series, Solo Practice Groundhog Day. And this episode is about a very important transition that everyone needs to go through when they are escaping Solo Groundhog's Day, and that is how to go from having a win to consistently winning. So when we're thinking about this transition, I want you to keep in mind somebody that you admire. This could be somebody in your market. This could be somebody in the legal space. Maybe it's John Morgan. Maybe it's Steve Jobs. Maybe it's Elon Musk. At any point where you have somebody who's doing well, you have to realize that there's a point at which they made a jump to go there, right? There's an old saying that says, if it happens to you once, it's lucky. And when it happens to you twice, it's good. And that's really what ends up happening when we go from a win and we go to winning. So when we have a situation when you're starting out with solo practices, and one of the things that we've gone over a couple times in the series, and just by the way, if you guys haven't heard any in the series, uh, go back to the beginning, Groundhog Day, solo, how to escape episode, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have in the show notes, but the first couple episodes in this series, which is entitled Solo Practice Groundhog Day, How to Escape, if you are joining us on this episode for the first part of the series. But basically, one of the things we've been talking about is the state that every law firm almost on the planet starts in, which is as a solo, working off of referrals. And basically, when you have that as your situation, you're in a position where your first wins are likely to be external. Now, there's a couple different categories that these can come to. And I'll say, you know, when you have the situation where referrals are the main source, it's not usually something that comes your way. So sometimes this can be a particularly good string of referrals that have come through. Sometimes this is going to come by a whale of a client or a whale of a referral relationship that is delivering ways that are outside of what you've been used to. But basically, there's the opportunity to capitalize on this, which some people who are able to find success a lot faster will take. And there's an opportunity to, I won't say squander it, but perhaps not take the most advantage of when those things happen to come their way. And ultimately, winning as opposed to getting a win comes from process. This is the difference between luck and skill. And investing into process doesn't have to necessarily be money. Sometimes it can be time. Sometimes it can be effort. Sometimes it can be agency. And it doesn't really necessarily have to be into marketing. So um, I want to actually go through a couple of examples from previous guests, and we will also link to these in the show notes. But you know, very obvious one that we talk about a lot on this show is investing into marketing in a way that will deliver consistent results every month. And I'd like to actually reach out to the episode on Elizabeth Stevenson for that one. Uh, she invested into an AdWords program that took her firm to seven figures within a few short years. Another option that works really well is taking the money, taking the bandwidth, investing it into process. So doing things like hiring associates or hiring paralegals to fulfill on the work that you're doing so that you can spend more time networking with higher level partners and higher level clients. Really good episode following this is the episode on Todd Villarubia. And finally, investing into time, into building content and links so that you're on top of Google and SEO results like our episode that we did with Russell Knight. Three very different ways to invest in the process but three different ways that ended up delivering huge results for the people that were involved in this. But again, 
there was a moment with each of those people where they got their first win, whether it was some time, whether it was some money, whether it was some energy, they were able to take that and invest into something that they were able to turn into a lasting advantage. And um, the last thing too, I just kind of want to have as a metaphor for this is just getting to the point where, you know, going from the golden egg to the golden goose. And everyone who's reaching the point where they are scaling a law firm, this is a very, very important thing. You're going to base your growth on consistent results. You cannot base your growth on luck. So this is a super important step for everyone to take. And to kind of go into this, I want to go through the three major pitfalls that we see from people who are not capitalizing on this. And the reverse is going to be what you guys can do to make sure that your next win turns into investment into process. So the first and by far most common mistake that we see is taking money off the table. So, and again, even if you have a situation where money isn't necessarily what you're going to invest, money through other examples can be reinvested into time. It can be reinvested into not chasing the next client. It can be reinvested into process so that you don't have to fulfill on the other stuff. But when people take their money off the table, this is not something that happens, right? And this is actually stuff that comes from really, really good, well-meaning advice that is mostly directed towards the real world. For the most part, people are working nine to five jobs, perhaps you. Uh, when you were in a career in big law, perhaps this is something that came from your parents or mentors. But at the end of the day, um, very good, strong recommendations to do things like take your income, save 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever it happens to be into stock portfolios or something a little bit more safe. Now, this is probably worth an entire episode and something that's probably come through in episodes in the past. But as a business owner, you have a completely different set of returns than you know what you'd consider your retail investor, your nine to fiver, right? And the truth is you are taking more risk by being a business owner, but that actually opens you up to much more reward when you think about it. Now, if we want to think about the situation, uh, when you're investing in say an index fund that's representing the S and P 500, what you're actually investing in is the marginal gains of a select group of blue chip stocks. Now, when you think about things like somebody who has a successful first year law practice or a successful law practice right in that spot where it's going to blow up. You can have situations where a company like that can increase by 50% or 100% or even 300%. We've had examples of those people on the show. You see it all the time. That's because you know those types of returns are realistic at a smaller level. You will never see very, very rarely with the exception of some crazy you know asset bubble or something like that, a fortune 500 company double in value or even increase by 50% in the span of a year, right? If you have a year in the stock market where the S&P 500 goes up by 15%, that's considered a boom year. If you're increasing by 15% from year one to year two in your law practice, something has gone seriously, seriously wrong, right? And that's just because you're in a different stage of scaling, right? The reason why is because when you have these situations that end up working out, those are the things can really can double, triple more your business in a very, very short amount of time. And that's really what you're open to as a business investor, right? So one of the things is that if you have a situation where you're, you know, when it takes everything you have, and this is very common in the early days when, you know, sometimes you're putting, you know, groceries on a credit card and and waiting that for the next month or, you know, deferring on paying your taxes or something like that just to get by to the next month. Um, When you think about adding, having some sort of a contribution, especially if you've gotten used to contributing to some sort of a, you know, investment portfolio or something like that from a previous life where you're making maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars or something of that uh, nature. Sustaining that is money that you absolutely need to take when it's coming to investing in your law practice, right? There's actually a term for this within investment management, which is called the plowback ratio. So when you're doing the fundamental analysis of a company, 
the amount of money that that company is able to put back into growth is almost always directly correlated with the amount of growth that they have, right? So taking money off the table in the sense of one of these blue chip Fortune 500, uh, so one of these blue chip Fortune 500, you know, index fund type companies would be the equivalent of taking a stock dividend, right? And that's essentially what you're doing when you're taking money off the table. Companies that are issuing stock dividends are not companies that grow very quickly. Companies that reinvest are the ones that end up growing quickly. And at the end of the day, if you are really set on scaling a practice that's going to go to seven figures or you know whatever your outcome wants to be and beyond, you're not going to be able to carry the albatross around your neck of being responsible to keeping up contributions that you've set up at a previous point in your life. So the first pitfall to avoid is making sure that you're not taking money off the table. I know this may feel extremely, extremely weird. But basically, um, you need to think about those people that we're talking about in the beginning. John Morgan was not looking to make money off of his Betterment account, right? <laughs> you have to um, risk it for the biscuit, so to speak. And because you have the opportunity for higher rewards, um, you need to be comfortable with having a little bit more risk. Number two, the second most common pitfall that stops people from going from a win to winning is expecting certainty. Now, this is something that is very common in firms that may have had some sort of a you know high level education or something like that so you know if you're reading a book on investment and you have very very firm numbers in place okay look i'm trying to get a 10x return on my investment i'm trying to get a 5x return on my investment i understand that these are things that people can do when that's coming from a microeconomics textbook that you read in like you know some class maybe you did an mba or something like that these things make sense but the reality is when you're talking about small business Data is something that you get in the rearview mirror. Those are the numbers that you will have in a couple of years or maybe a year if something ends up working out. But for the first time, you have to do something that's going to be a risk, right? So what we see in terms of the mindset of people that are moving faster is that they're not talking about avoiding risk. They're not imagining or waiting around for something that's going to be a certain return on investment, kind of going back to that last thing too, right? If you want a certain return on investment, then you can go to the bank and you know the, the amount of money that you're going to get in your savings account is probably somewhere around 0.25% or something like that. If you want to have something that's a little bit more risky, if you want to have a situation where you have a marketing program that's paying off three times, five times, 10 times, which is not unrealistic when you know where to find it, there's going to be risk associated with that. You can't necessarily reasonably expect a higher reward without having a higher risk. But that's the thing too. When we're thinking about things, even if you have something that's super blue chip, and again, getting towards the point where you're getting that five to 10 X as opposed to that three to five X is probably going to be on something that's going to be a little bit less proven than SEO or Google AdWords. The money for the returns on getting something that is going to be less proven is going to be higher, right? There's, there's probably somebody who's going to make a 50 X return on TikTok ads for attorneys. I'm not going to be that person because that's not really where we like to operate. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to be a pioneer, you can get those kind of things too. So anyways, it's really about finding something that you have downside that's minimized, right? You know, the old metaphor, and this is kind of funny. So I went to school in uh, Montreal and there was a casino there and I did not have a lot of money in college. I was broke the entire time, but you know, I went to the casino a couple of times with some friends and my whole metaphor was this, I was never going to go to the casino with rent money, right? Um, you bring out what you were going to spend on a night out. Anyways, don't play with what you can't lose. This isn't something I came up with, by the way. It's just kind of a sensible way to approach things like gambles. But again, your business is kind of a gamble in a, a lot of ways, right? So don't bet your office rent on a channel. Uh, make sure that you have enough money. And again, when you have a win, don't take everything that you need to make payroll and pay rent and all that kind of stuff this next time. Take a part, part that you can realistically lose, and that can be your investment, right? And at the end of the day, 
that's something you're gonna have to be comfortable with the first time too. When you have to the point where you can know that you can put a dollar in and for sure get three, five, ten dollars out, that's not a number that you're gonna have in advance. Again, at some point you're gonna have to trust whoever you're working with or whatever the process that you are deciding to invest your own time into to know what you can have. Again, the same thing applies to time. If you know, if you're gonna stop taking clients for two weeks to make sure that you have a content strategy in place, make sure that those clients aren't needed to pay your rent or whatever happens to be. But basically make sure that you don't have a situation where you're going to lose more than you have. All right. And the last thing is taking too long. So one of the things, and this is a phenomenon that I've observed. It's kind of funny. The first time I heard this, I really didn't believe it. But somebody told me, Jan, they call it liquid assets for a reason. And what I'm referring to is the amount of money that's going to be in your business checking account. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about having stuff on hand. But the reality is when you have money on hand, it is very easy to find things to spend it on. So if you've been waiting around to make a big move, to make a big investment that could take you to a win, to winning, uh, it's not something that you want to wait out for. So just kind of as a hypothetical, if you have something, you know, the cost is going to be $5,000, you get something that's going to be $7,000 and you're waiting around for the right time to make it right. A lot of the times this ends up being from fear of taking money off the table or an expectation of certainty that probably is never going to come. If you take too long, it is very, very common to find that money disappearing one way or another, right? And this isn't any sort of like a weird metaphysical thing. I, I honestly believe it's just because, you know, there's a lot of expenses that you can have in a business. And, you know, especially when you have a situation where you're starting a new business, there's going to be a lot of opportunities and, you know, you're going to find ways to spend that money. I guarantee it. So if you have a situation where you've reached a threshold, then I really recommend taking the momentum and, making sure that you're, you're, you're making the next move that you're going to have. And again, there's, there's sort of a process that we can get into in a little bit, but I really, really recommend against waiting too long because before you know it, you had that 7,000, you know, you end up getting a car repair, you know, you have something that allows you to prepay in full for a service, you know, something else, you know, the mail of salesperson pops up in your, in your inbox and you find something that you like. And then all of a sudden you're down to 3,500 and you're, you're back on the defensive as far as making that move that's going to make you forward. So if you get to the point where you have the opportunity to make a move, fortune really does favor the bold. I always recommend taking that and then using that momentum to get things started really quickly. So those are the three things that I recommend against. And these are the biggest things that we see stopping people from going from a win to winning. So with that, we will start our next chapter on the next episode of this. And that is how to make that investment and making sure that investment is going to work out for you. But until next time, I am your host as always, Jan Roos. And this has been another episode of the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'll see you guys tomorrow at, well, I'll see you guys next week. Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern and um, take some time to, if you haven't, this is your first time listening to the episode, um, go ahead and subscribe. Um, also, we have a new link in the show notes to sign up for our email list. We've been putting out some really good content there. So um, take a minute to sign up if you haven't already, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.